Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where normally we talk, take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. But today we are previewing and getting a bit of hype going for Glastonbury 2022. It's back, Will, after three years, three unexpected fallow years or two unexpected fallow years. But we're going back for the first time since 2019. And Dan, I'm a bit annoyed that you torpedoed my suggestion to call this episode Down on the Farm with Dan and Will. Well, I've just got this idea for another series that we do that's nothing to do with pop music and it's got the same title, so... Is it, does it involve you ultimately handling a cow's udders? No, think more about Rebecca Lou's on the farm. Mm-hmm. And you'll be on the right track. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you know the uh, Yorkshire farming lady... She's broken no. up with her husband. Who is she? Channel 5. Who is she? The Yorkshire Farm. Do you not watch it? Oh, no. And you know me, I'm a big fan of Channel 5, but not the Yorkshire Farm. Oh, okay. Oh, it was very good, but they had like six kids and they've broken up, which is a shame. But, That's uh, a shame. But we are heading down to Worthy View imminently, and we thought we'd have a little bit of a special episode or episode et just to share some of the acts we're looking forward to hearing uh, and we will be giving you daily updates uh, from the farm across our social medias if you're listening to this episode before the weekend of Glastonbury. So that is the 23rd, the 24th, the 25th, the 26th. And Dan, don't forget the 27th, you've got to take the hire car back. Oh, yes, which I have been putting in the wrong calendar. So uh, <laughs> Will has been terrifying me thinking, I'm, I'm thinking is is, you know, some GDPR things going on. It's going rifling through my online records. But no, I've just put things in the wrong place, as usual. I th- you thought I'd finally climbed inside your mucky mind. You don't know what to be in there, lovey. It's horrible. And hopefully there won't be a load of muck at Glastonbury this year. I think the weather forecast at the moment, at time of recording, is still about 10 days away. It's looking like it might be okay. Uh, Don't hold us to that because we could be moaning all over our social media about how wet and muddy it is. But uh, and it's been a while since we were last down on the farm, hasn't it? How are you feeling about going back this year, Dan? I I just cannot wait. It is my favourite place on earth. That sounds quite like too big a statement. It's definitely one of my favourite places on earth. I fell in love with Glastonbury the first time I went there. This I think is my tenth trip to the farm. Um, and I just, I can't wait to be back there. I, I think I've said before in the podcast, I was lucky enough to go to Worthy Pastures last year. It was great to be back there. It was great to kind of get a hint of uh, some of the secrets of the farm, a hint of a tease, but it's not the same as being there for the festival. Secrets of the farm. Again, another great idea. Yeah, that would be a Channel 5 show, wouldn't it? Yeah. How about you, Will? Excited, nervous, dry-mouthed? I'm not. I'm quite wet mouthed actually. Uh, Ew, I'm gross. standing some water, um, oh, but I'm really looking forward to to Glastonbury this year. I think lineup aside, I just think it's such a great place to spend a time or some time with good friends and colleagues, not dogs. Uh, can't take your dog, uh, but it's just such a great place to be, and there's nowhere quite like it. So this year, after not having been able to go for two years uh, it's i think it's gonna be a very special vibe there this year without yeah. drugs needed but free, free choice. choice as well mm, free choice absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. 
there's the lineup this year now. So, I mean, we're going to preview 10 artists that we're really looking forward to seeing at Glastonbury. But there's so many more than what we're just going to be talking about today uh, that we won't have time to talk about. And I just keep thinking about Roisin Murphy, about Paul McCartney, about lots of others. <laughs> I can't remember. It's always the case, isn't it, with the Glastonbury lineup? It's like when you go to a restaurant and the menu is so big. Like when you go to, a, well, you, you know, when you go to Weatherspoons for some posh nosh, there's so much choice on there that you actually, when it comes to ordering, you forget what you want. There's so much to do at Glastonbury, but there's so many great bands there as well. And also, it's, you know, we did get a hint of a tease of the 2020 lineup that was then pulled. This has got some of those acts there, not all of those acts there, but there are still some secret sets as well. So we might get some others. Either way, it's always a good lineup. Uh, I'll tell you who is going to be there and who I who we saw not so long ago. I can't wait to see again. Hmm? Jesse Ware. Jesse Ware. she'll do a bit of what's your pleasure well she has to doesn't she it's just it's a phenomenal album it's a phenomenal track we as you just hinted at we saw her at mighty hooper a few weeks ago and i was blown away because i like jesse ware's music but she had that audience in the palm of her hand and also she had more songs than i remembered uh which is a very good thing but yeah her whole character just shone off that stage and if she can do that again at the park stage i'll be really happy in fact i was split because at the same time as jesse ware or around the same time you've got roshi murphy and also uh, you won't be seeing jesse ware because you'll be seeing paul mccartney at that time i will be seeing paul mccartney yeah i you know i would love to have seen jesse ware at the park i feel very privileged that i saw her at mighty hoopla but Paul McCartney is headlining Glastonbury. I've never seen him before. I can't miss it. Uh, I just want to see her again because she was that good. Also, maybe Kylie will turn up and they'll get on well, stage together. I mean, it's not impossible, is it? They did it at Brixton on Kylie's birthday. I think they were all thinking it might happen at the Hoopla, but maybe they were saving themselves for Glastonbury. Mm, there's a thought. Also, Will, I just did a little bit of looking up for all the bands we're talking about today to see how many Glastonbury's they've played. Can you guess how many Glastonbury's Jesse Ware has played or what, what number this will be for her? I reckon this might be number three. You're bang on the money there, actually. Well, you're bang on the oh, nose. Great. She was in the John Peel tent in 2013 and 2015. Mm. Uh, did you see her, any of those? Oh, I can't remember. You get quite hammered quite quickly, no, don't you? don't start. Sorry, sorry. And yeah, this is her third appearance playing on the park, as you said. Interestingly, she wasn't on the 2020 poster, so she is an addition. She actually did self-confirm for 2021, which is why I'm getting mixed up, before they then pulled that one. She jinxed it. I remember you self-confirmed across your social medias for Glastonbury 2022, and the silence was deafening. Hmm. I thought, I thought Twitter was down, but no... <laughs> Just my mood. 
also uh, an addition for 2022, uh, also playing the park stage, also Glastonbury veteran St Etienne, who we're not going to be playing a track from today, but who we will be seeing and loving. Yeah, cannot wait to see them. Last time I saw them, is it when we saw them together at the Southbank Centre? Yes. Yeah, great set. Uh, touring home counties back then didn't get to see them for the i've been trying to tell you tour last year but i'm looking forward to all the hits i love i've been trying to sell you i'm hoping that we don't get the album played start to finish it wouldn't be right not that sort of crowd no please come on guys no they, they know their crowd they know what's what if they don't play he's on the phone then they're not leaving worthy view alive basically is that a threat? No, 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 no. Don't send the Pilton bobbies down after me. Um, unless they're gorgeous. <laughs> now, big one. I mean, it wouldn't be any episode of Track by Track if we weren't talking about Pet Shop Boys. Now. From the city, just got into town. Pet Shop Boys, two of our favourite things together at last. I, yeah, cannot wait for this one. I was really nervous and I thought that they might put Pet Shop Boys and Paul McCartney on at the same time. I, I, I would have been so torn with that decision, but it's not the case. Pet Shop Boys closing the show on Sunday night, closing the other stage and headlining the other stage. It's going to be, it's going to be phenomenal gonna be emotional i think i think if you're not crying by the end of that then um i don't know what will happen but i mean there was a toss-up between kendrick lamar and pet Shop boys and there really was no choice was there there was only one choice it had to be psb and well am i allowed to talk about the thing that happened the thing what thing the thing you know the last time we were at glastonbury the Killers, the Pyramid Stage. Oh, Dan, no, don't talk about the fact that I missed Pet Shop Boys appearing on stage with the Killers because I was watching Hot Chip. It was like a track-by-track pile-up uh, unfolding before our very eyes. And I have to say, you won't believe me, I'm sure, but I have to say, I was there watching Killers. It was a, a real moment when Pet Shop Boys came out, a complete surprise, but only tainted by the fact that you weren't there with me, Will. But and it's the sort of oh thank you and that was quite flippant but I meant it yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's the sort of guest appearance that can only happen somewhere like Glastonbury as well where a huge global act are joined on stage by another huge global act it's not like I don't know uh, I, I don't know but it's not like a tin pot uh, appearance from somebody you know it truly is a blockbuster moment like that. And that's the excitement. On top of everything else that's going on there, that's the other layer of excitement. And, you know, on the lineup, years and years playing before Pet Shop Boys. So that's pretty much a given, isn't it? We're going to get Ollie there for uh, Dreamland. But 
be interesting to think who else could be there. Who could take Dusty's place, for example, for what I've done to deserve this? Jesse Ware or Kylie. No, oh, she's, not, she's not got the range. No, no, sorry, didn't say that. <gasps> didn't say that. Well, Warren, watch your mouth. And this will be their fourth appearance, if you include their time with the Killers, which you might or you might not, but this will be their fourth appearance there. They played the Pyramid in 2000, and then they also headlined the other stage in 2010, which I think was also a Sunday. I was there for that one. I watched that one on my own will because none of my group wanted to come to see Pet Shop Boys. So I'm really excited this year to go with you. My other half is up for it. I think your other half is up for it. We're going to have a gay old time. Literally. Hmm. No, not literally. Musically. Musically? Well, musically and literally. Or orally, yes. Hmm. Now... Pet Shop Boys Legends, another legendary act of Glastonbury this year that I have never seen live, a primal screen. I mean, that song was made for festival crowds, wasn't it? And in particular, if you're going to play to a festival crowd, play to the best festival crowd. That is going to go off. Again, if they don't play Loaded, they're not, oh. getting, they're not getting out of Worthy View Alive. Have you taken out a group booking on a Hitman or something? Is it a commission? <laughs> the Hitman and her. Oh. Pete Waterman and Michaela Strachan. <laughs> Why Michaela Strachan? A, a reference for our older listeners. Oh, lovely. I, I, she could do Dusty's part in what I was to deserve this. Oh, she doesn't age at all, does she, Michaela Strachan? No, she looks great. She was in that opera, opera star program earlier this year. She wasn't half bad, actually. Oh, naturist to opera star. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you want to do podcaster to naturist, don't you? <laughs> Dan, Primal Scream, where are they? What stage are they performing on? They feel a bit West Holtzy. They are headlining the John Peel stage on Friday night. Of course. Yes, very appropriate, actually. That's what I love about Glastonbury. There's a there's a location, a stage for every act. Yeah, and even though John Peel, a lot of the stuff in there is newer music or like really just up and coming stuff, the headliners are always big. So you've got Primal Scream on the Friday, you've got Jamie T on the Saturday, and you've got Charlie XCX on the Sunday. Fuck you, sucker. <laughs> oh, that wasn't just me, was it? That was a reference to. There's a Charlie, the Charlie song. Yeah, yeah. She's moved on from there now, but I'm sure she'll do some of the classics. Uh, not that we'll be there to see. Oh, of course, no, because she clashes with PSB. Mm, that's the thing with Glastonbury. The clashes are as legendary as the mud, the delicious food, and uh, the. Uh, uh, the drop, the long, long, long drops. The long the johns. long drops. <laughs> Are you taking your long johns just in case? Yeah. <laughs> just in case it goes off. Can you guess how many times Primal Screamer played there? Because, you know, they've been going a while. I would say 12. Now, my numbers might not be 100% exact because I imagine if they played a really small stage early on, I haven't got the info. But from what I can see, they played eight. They played 92, 97, 98... 2003, 2005, 2011, and 2013. And I was lucky enough to see them in 2011. They were on 
just before, no. And I was looking to see them in 2013. They were on just before Rolling Stones, which you were there that year as well, weren't you? We were there, but we didn't know each other that year. Uh, no, Dan, I knew you, but I was just pretending I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to avoid me. <laughs> and the thing I most remember about them is that Bobby, obviously the lead singer of the band, was just chanting, take acid, take speed, take acid, take speed, for what felt like a good 10 minutes. I think he had a, a little bit himself, just filled himself up backstage. He seems to be having a great time. But then weirdly, literally about a week later, I saw him crossing the road with his little kid being like in proper dad mode. It was a very weird experience. So the legend slot at Glastonbury is always a highlight for us. The last time we saw a legend on Sunday afternoon was Kylie Minogue, and we all know how that turned out. I think the odds on are a equally as impressive afternoon when we're going to be in the hands of the lovely Deanna Ross. Now, Will, I know I speak for you, and, and I know you hate it when I do speak for you, but obviously Diana Ross was on the 2020 poster. I was absolutely thrilled when she was still on the 2022 poster because Diana Ross, you know, probably not an act I'm going to pay to go and see at the O2 or Hyde Park or whatever, but this is going to be a hit-filled Sunday afternoon from a legend. Uh, yeah, and you just know it's going to be a disco heaven, a huge crowd. I hope the sun comes out. It's just going to be a glorious thing, isn't it? And probably the, the last opportunity we will have to see Diana Ross, not because she's going anywhere, but just because, oh. like you say, we probably won't pay to go and see her. And this is her first Glastonbury as well. Did you see her on the Jubilee, Will? Did you watch the best bits of the Jubilee concert? No, uh, I was doing more important things with my family. But it was a great hint of what it's going to be like there. I'll be really honest, she did seem to be having some sound problems. She was twiddling around with the knobs on a on a, on a a little machine on a belt while she was performing. And there's a, a weird moment when she started thanking the crowd, but she was somehow still singing at the same time. I'm not saying she was completely miming, but there was a backing track there. But I don't want to take away from the special moment. This is going to be a highlight of the weekend. I think that was her pacemaker. <laughs> Sorry. And Will, talking about surprise special guests, is there a chance Steps might join her for a bit of chain reaction, do you think? Well, I'd be disappointed if Nile Rogers didn't, doesn't turn up at some point, because <laughs> he normally does, doesn't he? He's like Chris Martin these days. Oh, that's harsh. That's too far. Sorry, Nile. And of course, we did the Diana album, didn't we, only a few weeks ago on Patreon. Do check it out. So from a living legend to a young whippersnapper, and this is, again, how diverse Glastonbury is. We're going from Diana Ross to Olivia Rodrigo.
So, Dan, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably going to be quite a lot of a younger crowd going to see Olivia Rodrigo. Star of, and let me get this right, Disney Plus's High School Musical, the musical, the series. Well, so you informed me, Will, when we talked about her on a new music drop. I had no idea. Mm. But obviously now she's much, much bigger than that and making a name for herself. It's a huge artist with that album. That song in particular is going to go down an absolute storm. And she's probably one of those acts that Glastonbury traditionalists will grumble and maybe roll their eyes about and then kind of get their heads back down in their cider. But I think this is what Glastonbury needs. It's that mix. It's keeping the lineup fresh and relevant as much as some of the classic acts of your primal screams and your Paul McCartney's. Yeah, definitely. It would be so dull if it was just... You know, the first year I went to Glastonbury, the headliners were Bruce Springsteen, Neil Young and Blur. And, you know, I love Blur. They were a great headliner, but they had been on the go for a while. It, it would be such a shame if that's all the festival was, just old rock stars. We need the new rock stars. Of course, Glastonbury are amazing at representing women as well and young women and new artists. So 100% Olivia Rodrigo should be there. Speaking of new artists and a group that are having absolutely phenomenal success at the moment and good glass animals. So that is a bit of Heatwaves, which is going to sound phenomenal when Glass Animals play the other stage. They're on just before Olivia Rodrigo, actually, on the Saturday. Uh, that's very much a a young people's Saturday, isn't it? Oh, this sounds really old there. Sorry. No. Well, do you know what I think is great about Glastonbury? So I must have mentioned this before, but a few years ago, I went to see Declan McKenna, who I really like. But I was the oldest there by a, a good... 10 to 15 years, one young girl asked me what I was doing there, which really was that nasty, nasty cow. I can't believe she said that to me. I think she asked if I was there to pick someone up. I was really hurtful, actually. <laughs> really offensive. I paid her to do that. I bloody knew it as well. <laughs> your, your niece, wasn't it? Your Becky. <laughs> I said, oh, Becky, love, well done. <laughs> but at Glastonbury, you know, it's a bit more... I, I, am, I do want to see Declan McKenna there. I really want to see Alfie Templeman there. Uh, his song Broken is one of my most played songs of this year. Um, but yeah, Olivia Rodrigo and Glass Animals. Now, yeah, you said they've had an amazing year. I'm still completely gobsmacked by the fact that Heat Waves, which we spoke about on a new music drop in 2020, is still doing well on the American charts. It topped the Billboard one, uh, Hot 100 but it took something like 59 weeks to get there. All that time, it was bustling around the top 10. It's, they've just gone mm. huge. They've exploded. And I can't wait for them to come back and, and come back to the uh, the other stage at Glastonbury where they have played before. And also, uh, whilst we're on that kind of wavelength, uh, Declan McKenna, Alfie Templeman, Sam Fender will be there. Yeah. His, I think this is his first Glastonbury. And isn't he... 
he's on the pyramid before Billie Eilish. So what wow. a way to, you know, from not playing it, I think I read that, um, to being on before the headline. Incredible. Well, he's had a fantastic uh, upwards uh, journey. Uh, he's a canny lad from South Shields. He's been out boozing with Johnny Depp recently. And Dan, mm. he's absolutely gorgeous. Well, I can't disagree, can I? But Glass Animals, this is going to be their fifth Glastonbury. But in 2017, they played twice. They did a secret set at the BBC Introducing Tent. And I think sometimes it is all about those secret sets, isn't it? BBC Introducing quite often will have... <laughs> Sounded like you said secret sex. <laughs> no, none of that at Glastonbury. I know we've got showers up in Worthyview, but um, they're not great. And I don't really use them. Uh, um, not room to swing a cat in there, let alone... Swing. Penis. With the swingers. Uh, but yeah, BBC, if you are going, check out BBC Introducing because they always have some good secret sets. <laughs> that sounded even worse. <laughs> Let's move on then. A band that we love. We've spoken about their debut album last year. We spoke about their new album with them this year. It's Confidence Man. Of course it is. <laughs> fans of confidence man we are huge champions of them as well because we absolutely love what they do uh and want them to go on and do really well they joined us earlier in in the year to talk about their new album and this is going to be an absolute rave up at the park stage yeah such a good stage for them as well i love well, I know we both love the park something really special about the park area i think but also, I was lucky enough to see them, I think it was four years ago, All Points East, when they just had released the first album. And they were just made for festivals. The energy that they put out on stage and the bangers that they have, it was fantastic. But I love the new album, I think, even more than the first album. So I'm, I'm just beyond excited to see them again and to hear songs like Feels Like a Different Thing and Holiday and everything else on there. Uh oh, pump it up. I'm gonna make And woman as well. And woman, absolutely. I'm a woman of many words, but words do not define me. This is my house, the house that I built with my own two hands, and if I so desire. Uh, another band made for Glastonbury. Uh, they're back again this year. Oh. The Fold back at Glastonbury will. Go on, have a guess. How many do you think they've played? 
2001. What, times? Yeah. That's how many times they've played? <laughs> no, uh, five times. This, yeah, they've played five, yeah. This is yeah. going to be their sixth. They've done 2008, 2010, 2013, 2016, and 2019. And I honestly, I'm racking my brains because I'm sure I've seen them there, but I can't remember when or where or how or who with. But they've played so many times. They're a huge band. This year, they're headlining the other stage on the Friday. So I may be going to go and see them instead of Billie Eilish. But shouldn't Foles be headlining the Pyramid by now? I think headlining, I mean, just being a headliner is a huge accolade at Glastonbury because this isn't any old tin pot festival. This, it's not the bloody Mighty Hoopla. This is Glastonbury. Oh, no, oh. I know when we love the Mighty Hoopla, but this is Glastonbury. Uh, so for them to be headlining the other stage is just uh, brilliant in its own right. And the pyramid will come. The pyramid will be there. They're not, it's not going anywhere. And you just know the music is just going to get better and better. And the new album, Life Is Yours, is fantastic. We featured a few of the songs on the New Music Drop and the New Music Drop playlist, but the one we just played there, 2001, such an upbeat track. And I think while they make studio albums to be studio albums, they are such a phenomenal live band and they do festivals so well. There must be a part of them that is making songs that they know will sound phenomenal out there. This is going to be a highlight, I think, but so much more in their back catalogue as well. And I did see them play headline All Points East last year, which was my first festival post-COVID, so the first for a couple of years. And even though they've uh, there are a couple of members down since they started, they're a three-piece, they started off as a five-piece, still sounded phenomenal live. And just in case anyone writes in, actually they were a four-piece at the time and another member left after that. So you're not going to get me on that one. Now, uh, it wouldn't be Glastonbury without a, a legendary throwback uh, act uh, as well as the Sunday legend it's uh, a bit of old school uh, hip hop dance R&B TLC So TLC, I think these are one of the ones on the lineup. And again, these were on the 2020 poster as well. These are one of the ones that really had people scratching their heads because I think for some people, they might not realise that TLC are still around. They might not realise they're still touring. We, of course, know a little bit better. We know they had an, an album only a few years ago. We saw them at Mighty Hoopla a few years ago. Actually, I think you might have left to get the last train, didn't you, before they came on? I know, just, just bored. Oh, right. Just bored watching them or, or you left because you were bored? Just in general, probably the company. But I love them there. I really got into them more after seeing them at Mighty Hoopla. Uh, and this, obviously, we talked about fan mail earlier this year. We talked about Unpretty and No Scrubs. But the old school, early 90s stuff, like What About Your Friends, is fantastic. Cannot wait to hear this on Friday afternoon at the West Hull stage. Uh, and I can remember seeing the Jackson 5 on the West Holt stage, uh, which was a similar sort of vibe, a similar sort of uh, nostalgia factor, uh, which I do like to get a bit of at Glastonbury. Glastonbury. And they are going to say Glastonbury, aren't they? Hey, Glastonbury. 
I think they were late on stage at the Hoopla and they didn't get to play the whole set. They got told they had to wrap it up. So hopefully that doesn't happen at uh, at Glastonbury. But actually thinking about it, that happened to Janet Jackson as well. So it seems to be these American stars, they don't get it. They don't get the, the time restraints. They don't, maybe they don't get how prestigious it is to play at Glastonbury. Yeah, they should maybe. be. Yeah, you know, but also they run on a very tight schedule. And I have to say, more often than not, they're very on... If they say an act is going to be out, they're going to be out at a certain time, which is must be no easy feat, especially when you've got a load of divas around. Mm. They did well to get Lauren Hill on stage on time, I should say, last time as well. I think she was a little bit late, but for the most part. I think they just pushed her out in the end, didn't they? <laughs> and started the music. She had a towel. She was wrapped in a towel, bless her. <laughs> but TLC, not the only iconic 90s or 90s formed girl group there. Of course... Sugar Babes and Glastonbury. I cannot wait for that. Uh, I didn't see them at my two class, so I'm really, I've almost saved it for a wonderful Glastonbury experience. Can't wait to see them. The Avalon stage. Uh, also on the Avalon stage, McFly. Yeah. Whatever you think of Again. them. Again. I mean, I like a bit of McFly. They're not at the top of my list, but if I'm free, I'll pop over. And also, you can't beat the Avalon bar, can you? Oh, nice cold pint. Although it does remind me of one of those German Christmas market huts, but uh, that's just me. Oh, you've ruined it for me. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And it wouldn't be a party without a huge DJ dance act. And they don't come much bigger Mm. than Calvin Harris. Well, last time now, have a guess at how many times he's played there because it, I think it's going to surprise you. Uh, this will be his second time. This will be his third time. Mm, I didn't I think it was thought, many. No, I thought it would be much higher. First played in 2007 and then 2009. Of course, that's when he was massive with I Created Disco and um, I'm Not Alone, as we just heard on that album. Or did that come afterwards? Anyway, that's not the point. He's now playing in 2022 and he's playing Arcadia, not one of the main stages. Wow. And uh, it's not just the music, but Arcadia is an incredible uh, multi-sensory experience that's just literally out of this world. And it's one of the many treats that Glastonbury offers that you just can't get anywhere else. Things like Arcadia, uh, all of the amazing immersive worlds in the southeast corner, the Glade, uh, go raving in the Sonic stage, uh, the comedy, the cabaret, the circus, circus, the men in their pants. It really is endless. That's what you go for, isn't it? Yeah. Men in the pants. <laughs> but you know, you know, you agree with that, wouldn't you, Dan? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it is, it, it, it's difficult to say it without sounding like a bit of a knobhead, but you don't you can't describe it until you're actually there you can't describe how big it is you can't describe how much there is there talk about, <laughs> Calvin, about Harris. Calvin Harris still <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's going to blow your mind and if you haven't been just go give it a go give it a try 
Just go. For God's sake, go. Go. But on Calvin Harris, Will, I really hope that he plays a lot of Calvin Harris. And I know that sounds weird, but I hope it's not him playing a DJ set of other people's songs. I want to hear some of his Love Regenerator house music. Absolutely love that stuff. I want to hear the early stuff. Acceptable. I want, I want. Daddy, please. Daddy. Good for Daddy. And Will, one of the things we didn't mention in talking about all the amazing stuff that's there, the food. The food. Uh, They classically pride themselves on the independent uh, food outlets they have there. So, Dan, I know you're going to mention Annie Mae's Mac and Cheese, but uh, the raclettes, the burgers, the pies, the pastas, the pizzas, uh, and a delicious range of uh, sweet treats as well. There's a lovely crumble lady there. It's not Lorraine Bowen, the crumble lady from Britain's Got Talent. It's an actual old dear who does crumbles. And it sounds really weird to be saying that on an episode of Track by Track, but she's such an old, she's such a lovely dear. She's such an old lady. She's such an old lady and a, and a lovely one at that. And she makes a lovely crumble. Go and see her. She's near, she's behind the pyramid, uh, behind the stage on the path to the pyramid. But we want to hear your food recommendations, don't we, Will? Well, we want to hear your Glastonbury recommendations. Oh, yeah, if you've been to Glastonbury, if you're going to Glastonbury, uh, we'd love to see you. Uh, you might want to see us, but we'd love to see you. Uh, let us know at Track by Track UK. There's still time if you're listening before uh, Glastonbury. This episode will be going out a few days before it all kicks off properly. Uh, and we will be there and very active on our social media accounts. Don't forget your power station, Dan. Oh, I'm afraid I'm I'm doing a Paloma Faith. I'm going to be on my holidays for Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say no photos, that, that does mean you as well, Will. No photos of me? Oh, no taking photos of you. So, yes, we'll look forward to seeing and hearing from you about at Glastonbury and about Glastonbury. But don't forget, we'll be back very soon with more Track by Track 2. Yeah, and next month, the new music drop will return. But this month, the playlist has still been updated with our favourite tracks from June. Yes, so do check that out. Uh, But thank you for listening. We'll see you soon if we survive on the farm. Until then. I've been Dan. And I've been with. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye.